You're listening to the Drake and Jimmy Jew Show, brought to you by Manscaped. If you are a fan of this show, please give us some love by subscribing, giving us a rating, or commenting on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. We love to hear feedback from all of our listeners out there, so if you have any guests you want or things you want us to talk about, just hit us up on IG, or we read all the comments on Apple Podcasts and YouTube. A lot of people have been asking about watching the podcast instead of listening to it, and we are now on top of our game. So we release the interviews on YouTube, the entire video. You can go to our YouTube, so just type in Drake and Jimmy Jew Show into YouTube, and we will pop up, or you can go to drakeandjimmyjew.com where all the links are posted. Also, we have relaunched our merchandise store to line up with our name change. You can check out all of our new products by going to drakeandjimmyjew.com. We have masks that say fuck COVID, as well as funny shirts, mugs, and sweatshirts that make great gifts for yourself, your friends, or your family. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Drake and Jimmy Jew Show. My name is Drake Peterson. That over there is the infamous Jimmy the Jew. Over there is our producer, Christopher McCone, a.k.a. Coner McBoner. And today we have the legendary rapper best known for hit songs like Hooligan, Hangovers With You, White Trash Renegade, and to promote his newest album, Welcome to the Club, we got Big B. What up, up? B? <laughs> How you guys doing? Good. How you doing? You have to shop in the background, huh? Is that what- Got the shop. Um, I'm really, right now, I'm super happy based on the fact that I get to use my laptop for something else than porn and buying car parts. So I want to thank you guys for that. <laughs> so you actually know it works now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, something else. Jimmy, so, yeah, he, he has been through all of Pornhub during this quarantine. Every uh, I have. I have. I got tennis elbow too. I wonder mm-hmm. what he's seen, how many golden showers, and what else. Oh, fuck. I've been in a few. Yeah, I don't even want to know what, you, you, what he's into. You, t- you definitely don't want- Yes, you do, B. You know what? We'll talk one day. Yeah. We'll talk next time. Next time I see you in Sturgis. <laughs> yeah. Some more of those stories. I'm not going it's this probably year. Easier, probably easier to look about, uh, talk about what he's not yeah, into. Uh, <laughs> Much shorter. You're not going this year, huh? No, nah, I took it off. A little weird. You know, we, we work with the city with our charity and stuff, yeah. and they, they kind of just told us that it was probably not the best year. The city, yeah. they, didn't, they didn't issue too many um, uh, temporary liquor licenses and stuff, so I think people are just going to be fighting for drinks and food and everything else. It, you know, it has a chance to be kind of chaotic. I, hats off to everybody that went, but, but for me, it was, it was just... Is, Car- is Carrie still going? Out. No. Oh, so got- that was one of my biggest f- factors is that my boss isn't going to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so the ride, no. you, but you guys have a ride you do every year. Like mm-hmm. it's, yeah, and it's with this. It's with the city. We had a six-year contract with them. Um, it's a good ride, yeah. which is what it is. Is a five hundred one c charity that me and Carrie started. Um, veteran base, you know, uh, charity. We work with Infinite Hero, raises a shitload of money for vets. But um, they canceled the ride. They're not having the oh, mayor's so. ride, any of them. So, and then Indians not going. Oh, really? So for me, it was just to drink beer and. and do drugs, so yeah, well, I don't need. To I wouldn't know anything about that. You know, yeah. Why, why, why ride your motorcycle thousands <laughs> of miles to do that when you can just do it in your garage? Right? Well, yeah. Thanks for the invite. Yeah. I'll be- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Big B, where are you right now? I am in Los Angeles. No, or? you know what? I live. I live uh, about thirty miles out of um, Santa Barbara area, in between Santa Barbara and um, Santa Maria. I don't know. You ever heard of a little town called Solving? I'm kind of close to. Close, close yeah. to that area, I'm up in wine country where all the wines, Beautiful. wine snobs, feet the uh, fight the ranchers. Nice. So it's <laughs> cowboys and winemakers. That's where I'm at. That doesn't sound like it goes too good together. <laughs> <laughs>
So what's up with this new album I keep hearing about? And you sent me a couple links to it. Sounds fucking good. How's it going? Yeah, man. You know, I, I it's doing doing really good. It it it, um, it peaked at number nine on the iTunes charts for a country album. Um, this is the first time Sick. I ever did any anything with like a country kind of feel. I've been talking about doing it for a while, and, and it's it's a project that I'm part of called the Felons Club. I went in and got a whole bunch of guys just to do this album. It took like five years, you know, no of me bullshitting. Yeah, I was just fucking around and never getting it with everything else that we got done. And plus, I just wasn't didn't have a love for music for a while. I was like, fuck this shit. I mean, I got in trouble, um, <laughs> caught a case, uh, did, and it, I, I was just not in the in the music. Place, yeah. and then it kind of came back around and it just turned out cool i got this guy michael bradford he he did you know work with madonna he's in uh deep purple he did the first kid rock album wrote uh follow me for uncle cracker and he was just a fan and he's like let's finish this album and i was like all right let's do it um and it it came out so it's technically the felons club um and, I, and i'm part of it but it's big b in the felons club and it yeah it's doing really well like uh, it's hard because of streaming and shit so you're like why isn't it selling a lot of albums? And then they're like, what are you talking about? It's had 236,000 streams. And I'm like, how do I get paid from that? That's yeah. all I want to know. Let's, let's do it. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's doing re- really well. Um, I, didn't, I didn't think that it, you know, it was just a nervous, you start a new project and you never know what's going to happen. So I, I had a nervousness of like, how people were going to take it but i think they liked it you know i think people my fans anyways have grown up over the years and it's right. not like you know young kids anymore that were adults got bills kids and and old people problems so oh, i still white I mean, trash from again. i still pop that on you know I, I like the i like the hooligans i like fuck i like all those you know because i'm a kid at heart yeah you know, for sure. At the time, those were the those were the songs. I love I loved making those songs, and that's kind of what I represented. You know, I'm a, I lived in Vegas my whole life. I'm kind of like a desert rat that w- was into motorcycles and building cars and drinking. I kind of tried to put that through my music. So I did that my first two albums, and then I was like, whoa, wait a minute. There's only dudes that show up here. This is not going to work out. We're going to cha- <laughs> we're, we're gonna have to change yeah. this a little bit. So, so then I start. I need some tips. Yeah, or something. There's more than just dudes that are trying to fight each other every time. And, and so um, I hooked up with Scott Russo and wrote um, the song Sinner. And then it became, you know, uh, I think it hit number 20 on the Billboard Chops. It was uh, K-Rock number one song for over six weeks. Wow. You know, the whole su- whole summer. And then that kind of took off to where I kind of kept on doing like the reggae hip hop kind of feel. Um, teamed up with slightly stupid guys and did, did, did yeah. some, uh, you know, Drinking them some play with stuff them. with them. Drink, yeah, drink and, uh, for sure. Yeah. That's why I yeah. left. Uh, I was with Blues Traveler for a long time. I left Blues Traveler because that slightly stupid tour was so much fun. I was like, fuck it. Yeah, they're they're good guys, man. And then. Uh, after the Dirty Head guys, you know, I did some songs with them, Pepper, all those guys. Yeah. And then I was like, ah, the next thing to do is do this Felons Club project. At the end of the day, I don't want to just be known for one thing. I want to leave um, a legacy of music that people can listen to and almost mentally fucks them up of like, this is the white trash renegade guy, <laughs> you know? Right. And, and, and that, that's what I've done. And, and what's crazy that... Um, the weirdest thing is, is if you think about it, like I, I, Jimmy, you know me. I don't, I don't go around parading that. That this is even what I do. But right. I've actually charted in reggae, rock, hip hop, and now country. country. So that, that's fucking. You're pretty hitting weird all the fucking genres. Hey, when gospel hits, bro, I'm not following you no more. I told my manager, I was like, oh, big band. I was baby. like, what do you think about a polka record? <laughs> <laughs> you know, right? <laughs> I'll produce the fuck out yeah. of it for you, man. Yeah, right. Yeah, let's do yeah. it. <laughs> but, 
but yeah, I just, I just love making music. So why, why not explore um, all your options of making music at the end of the day and just have have as much co- cool content that's out there. I could easily just do the same thing as the hooligans and the white trash renegades and, and kind of just, you know, milk the cow for every cent it was worth. But I don't I don't want to do that. I wanted to make a make albums and a ton of albums. I've worked with so many incredible people over the years, you know, just making music and made new relationships. So that's that's pretty. What, what's cool. some of the artists on this new album? Um, you know, there's not too many people on this new new album. I have Everlast. Yeah. Uh, me and him have worked together for years. We've we've toured to, together for years. So Everlast, and then I I was um, I was at Carrie's Carrie Hart's birthday party down in Venice. I think it was is probably as. 30-something birthday party, and there's this band playing there, and this guy was, uh, they played Johnny Cash songs. It was called Cashed Out, and I was like, oh, my gosh. If I could have this dude sing the hooks like Johnny Cash. He dicks. I fucking just heard that song, dude. I'm all, yeah. (laughs) Johnny's old song sounds just fucking like his voice, too. No, that's the plan. So I wrote the songs and had him come in, and then we produced them, and I wanted him to sound that way to try to get that era of, uh, you know, of country and, and that sound and that's what I did so I have Doug Benson from Cashed Out um, and then Everlast and then I have a ton of guys that came in you know play, different players and that came in and did stuff but that's about it you know and it's me just taking my and, and I don't I don't think it's a country record I, I call it call it kind of more outlaw outlaw Americana. country outlaw country-ish Nah, Americana more yeah. than, than country. I, I'm not a cowboy. I don't know how to make country music. <laughs> hey, all those ranches are fucking feeding <laughs> off on you now. Look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Big B, did you Big B do? Um, did you get any pushback from in, any of your fans for kind of changing the sound a little bit, or is everyone pretty happy? Um, you know they they've always bitched. I, I got guys that don't see it in it. They'll be the guy that was from the first couple of albums. Are like, fuck you, you changed, you suck. How could you do it? And then I have people like, it's so cool, you changed. But this is a whole project, whole different name, everything. It's just kind of like growing up. You know what I mean? It's kind of like graduating and, and going to the next chapter of your life. And and, and you know I'm forty something years old. I can't be making twenty year old music anymore. It looks kind of silly. Americana is grown-up music because my mm-hmm. first tour was Americana and I fell in love with that and the older I get the more I love bands like the Jayhawks and stuff like that which was my first tour you know those sophisticated guitar tones and all that see which is funny because when I was your age I was beating people up and catching shit on fire yeah. so yeah. You're, hey, I, you're a little behind I, schedule I got my first three felonies at his age <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. I, I just didn't get caught I caught a few garages on fire back in my, my high school days yeah fucking probably trying to rewire an amplifier or something weirdo Nope. <laughs> I poured gasoline in the in someone's garage and lived on fire. <laughs> 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 All right. Yeah, right. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. Welcome. Hey, it's, you get a couple more man points there, Chris. <clears throat> so what's going on? So what's going on at the shop? You're still in the Indian motorcycle stuff, huh? Yeah, man. You know, we, we were lucky. Um, I was a Harley guy like you for years and years and years and, and uh, got my first bike when I was like 16 and... and Loved them and loved them. And then in 2015, we got a chance to work with Indian and just never look back. Plus, they pay me very well. So I love them. (laughs) And I still got to ride when I'm just scared I'm going to ride it and fucking like it. You know? Yeah. I I talked to Sonny and everybody. He loves the Indians and the the other ones he likes. Victories. But he talked nothing but good about them. They're all made by Polaris. 
Polaris actually shut Victory down because the Indians were doing so well. I think as far as a performance motorcycle, they're probably the, the best on the market. If American-made bikes. For American-made, you know I mean? yeah. You, yeah. Um, but, yeah, man, they're great. They, when we first started, they needed a little bit of a facelift, and that's where we came in and started building these bikes. And it was hard because people, again, we you know never take, take the easy road, started jumping on Indians with all these Harley guys and pulling up and they're looking like you're, like you're crazy. Yeah, and you have no fucking real magazines to go through for custom parts because like, we're one off in everything. Yeah. Yeah, we, we have a full fab room in the back. We got to cut. I, I have people like Krauss and those guys. Every, a lot of people help. San Diego custom guys. Everyone will help uh, get parts and, and make stuff for them but there's not the book when it first started with drag was about five pages and now maybe it's 30 pages so it's okay there, I mean, but that's yeah. good man that's can you maybe different. get some west coast t-bars on they the won't Indian? fit whether, <laughs> they won't, the way they're designed the way designed they won't fit we already tried well the, it'll, it'll fit on the um the chief the, <clears> right. the chief and those ones which is similar to the road king but um the challenger they won't won't that, fit the gauge cluster right there yeah, yeah. are you having to are you having to change, or you're probably, I know the answer to this, you're not going to change your name, the Indians, and have all these like sports teams are changing their names, like the Chiefs and the Indians and all that. The Redskins. Yeah, yeah it's, I don't know what's going to happen with that. You know, I, um, it's Indian motorcycle, it's you know first American motorcycle, uh, 1901, but I, who knows what's going to happen with it. You know, they, they don't allow it to put an S on there, they've, they've been working with the... Um, Tug, tug, you know, Native American uh, culture and people to, to make the best out of it. So I don't know where it's going to happen. But but we, I've always it's always been a question for me. You know that things are so weird now. What's going to happen? Like here's a quick little thing, real BB, uh, a man question, okay? Because these two kids didn't know it. What year did Harley start? Nineteen oh three. Thank you. See, guys, men know, men know these fucking questions. You see that, guys? <laughs> see, man. Holy shit. <laughs> Oh, fuck. How long? How long have you guys known each other, Big B and Jimmy? Well, on and off, mm-hmm. a couple of events and stuff. A few years. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, the first yeah, time I met you, <clears throat> I was at a campground up north, and you were kind of playing there. <clears throat> and you come walking by me, I'm in a collapsed tent, fucking hungover as fuck. And you looked at me, look out, and go, hey. <laughs> you just walked yes. over. Yeah. So that yeah. would have been long. Uh, dude, that was like six, six, seven years ago, actually. I think. Was it? Mm-hmm. I remember yeah. it well. Someone gave yeah. me a whole bunch of mushrooms, and I was freaking out and going, what the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> <laughs> the middle of this forest. Yeah. The middle of the forest, and all I smelt was, uh, I'll never forget it because I was so high on mushrooms. Someone was making garlic fries, of all things, and I was like, oh. what the fuck mm. is this? Nice. Yes. <laughs> I've, been, I've been known to take a few mushrooms, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like mushrooms. Not I'm, I'm not into mushrooms. I don't like psychedelics or any of that shit. I've done them before, but I, I'd much rather just have some alcohol because I know exactly what it's going to do, and I know how to get out of it if I have to. And so, when you were making this album, what uh, did this take? Like a year, a couple years? Like say five did years? You guys have to five, do stuff during five years over the COVID time. Oh wow, that's a that's a long time. Yeah, trust me, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but that's like a start of a project, not constantly working on it, because you're working. Did you guys go on those like good rides? And you guys, just, you and Carrie, seem to be out a lot on like the road. Yeah. Like, every we, time, like, do you guys? No, I just want to. When do you guys work? And how does Indian justify just seeing you guys never at the shop working <laughs> and still paying you? Because <laughs> it seems like every day you guys are out somewhere fucking having a blast. I'm like, what the fuck? Do I want this job? 
Yeah, it's been a good good job. Well, you know, for us, we can only build so many motorcycles and, and do so much shop stuff. So then we have to sell the lifestyle, too. So we get to go out and, and, and ride these bikes and, and, and promote travel. Them. Yeah, and then the good ride, we kind of started the good ride because we had to go to all these events, you know, Daytona, Sturgis, Arizona, um, <clears throat> Germany, all over. We, you know, we travel all over doing this, but we needed something that made more sense than just drinking beer and hanging out with our friends. So we decided, you know, to get the moral compass on track and, and build the uh, build the good ride up. But, yeah, I think um, back to your question, it's it's about – 80% play and 20% work, and we get paid 100% for it. So, that, so that's pretty good. <laughs> that's not bad at all. No. That's not bad. No. But, she, but you do find yourself having enough time to do the albums because you're, you're doing your music, which is, has to be a big part, and that has to take a lot of time, studio and all that other stuff. Yeah, I think um, the, my favorite place is in the studio. I love making music. It's, it's, it's one of my passions. It's selling it and then having to go tour. And it's weird because I love going to motorcycle events and going all, you know, all over the world and traveling. But the minute that I have, it's the, I have to tour and, and do it every day, the same thing, it, I go crazy. You know, I toured for almost 14 years, and then I didn't want to do it anymore. So now it's cool with, like, the Felons Club and stuff. I can just do it at my, at my leisure and on my time schedule yeah. um, to do it. But I haven't been in the studio in about eight months. Uh, but I'm I'm gonna start working on another project, you know, here soon. Sick. Do you record? Do you, do you have a studio at your house, or do you go to other studios around town, or what's, um, what's your deal? I usually go to a studio. I, I used to have an inbox and, and do that, you know, and, and record kind of my vocals myself. And I still do ideas, but I, but I got to where I like the whole process of going somewhere and, and doing it, and it, it makes it feel like I'm really really doing something. And then ideas with uh, Michael Bradford. I'll I'll record stuff into my phone and send it to him, and then he'll he'll do it on a real level. Of do it. I can't really play any instruments to to save my life. I mean, <laughs> I, I I can fake it enough. Like if there's a chick there, I'll try really hard, and and if she's drunk <laughs> enough, she'll think I'm fucking awesome. <laughs> the panties will drop. <laughs> yeah, um, but. I've always had to go to someone else to, to create that part of it. And I have the ideas in my head, and, you know, I've worked with some great producers. I, don't, I even, um, back in the day, I worked with, like, Michael Beinhorn, t- tons of guys that are, are you know, well, well-known, huge producers. He, he did, like, Mother's Milk and tons of stuff. But I couldn't, I have to hum something to them, and they look at me like I'm crazy in the studio. <laughs> but, but they, but they uh, figure it out. They figure it out. Yeah, yeah, they, they figure it out. <laughs> That's why they get paid the big bucks. Yeah, you, they, you just took my hum and turned it into a fucking song, you know. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I write a lot of songs. I'll sell them, sell them to people. Do you? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I have have for years. Um, just write write songs, kind of ghost write stuff, make a few bucks, and pretty good. I've never written written a hit for someone yet, but I've definitely worked on a lot of other albums. But who knows? Maybe one of these days. It's yeah. time to get Jimmy's singing career started. You don't want to do it. I'd rather you'd rather listen to chickens fuck. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> no. You never know, man. <laughs> I, I got that. I got that mouthpiece for a few women. That's about it. You know. Yeah. There's somebody out there that wants to hear chickens fuck, so you might be okay. Hey, you know what? I bet you we should fuck. We should get a fucking video of chickens fucking and put up and see how many views it gets. Uh, <laughs> Let's find it. Hey, they probably all follow me anyway. They probably already follow me on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Well, Sick you did send me that video of a guy <laughs> fucking a chicken. Do you remember that? You sent me that, Jimmy? I probably, yeah. Uh, what sounds like something I'd send you? 
I, I thought it was hilarious. good. And that one and the fish one too, the fish blowjob one that was floating around. I was like, oh, oh yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually, these days, um, on Instagram, if I'm going to hang out with a chick or see her, I see who she follows. So she follows Jimmy Drew. I know I'm okay. Like her sense yeah, of humor right. is going to be, be right. halfway okay. She's, that's, <laughs> that's fucked up. Huh? Like, yeah, you're you're going to be just fine, baby. <laughs> yeah. I got to go look. But then usually I'll look, too, and then, then I'll have, like, ten of my other friends she follows, and then I'm like, fuck. Right. Damn it. I'm out. Yeah. That's what, what, number, what number am I? At least you know she yeah. follows me. You can fart in front of her and shit. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you ain't got to hold that in for two hours. <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> oh, fuck. Have you been in a, have you been in a, in a uh, hot tub naked with Jimmy yet? Because that's like the rite of passage. He has not been to the friend. hot tub. We have naked orgy hot tub parties. No, nope, he hasn't have, been here. I, I have not. Um, but it sounds like you have. So have No, actually, I haven't. He won't, he won't let me. He won't let him because he's gay. Cause he's gay. You know, <laughs> hey, you, you you only intimidated if you're thinking about being gay, Jimmy. Just remember that. Nah, see, we have a rule. You have, you have to bring two, if you're a guy coming over, you have to bring two to three hot chicks with you. That's it. Mm-hmm. Like, right. You know that way. That way, everything's all you know. The numbers are equal up. Yeah. But just Jim, Jimmy, before you call me gay, just remember you're the one in a hot tub naked with other men. Yeah, but there's just three times as many there. women, so it's okay. Mm, I don't know about that. Not all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Big B. So, do you have any uh, like live stream shows or any any way people can see you perform stuff from your new album? You know, nothing right now. Um, ton of videos. I've done like five videos. I started just that's another hobby of mine. I, I paid so much over the years making videos. That I started just um, making my own videos. So we we have for for this album. I think there's four four videos out right now on YouTube for it. Um, the la- last one for a song called San Felipe Blues. Um, yeah, that's the one for Johnny Cash guy. Yeah, and then their Everla- the Everlast song, got a video for that. Um, that chicken one there's band. pretty hot, too. She is. I didn't she meet is. her, though. What? She, no. We, oh. be, it was right in, um, right when the, the whole pandemic thing went down, so I was like, how am I going to make this video work? So I literally had just had our filmer go down, film her, then Everlast sent his part, and I filmed mine. So none of us were together. So that's why it's all split. If you watch the video, yeah. when you see it, it's kind of split into sections. So, no, I, I, I could lie to you and say, yeah, but no. No, nah, you and I, you know, that's good. Yeah. Well, there's, little, always, there's always a future. She's a, me and you have a different taste of you know, women. I kind of like the punk rock softball chick, and you, you like yeah, the, the what's skinny, what's big... <laughs> yeah, I like little anorexic little titty girls. Yeah, yeah, I can't do that, man. I, at six, six, seven, three hundred thirty pounds, I feel like I'm assaulting them. Hey, I like when a bitch cries a little bit. <laughs> Always fucking makes makes me come faster. <laughs> I don't mind if she cries. It, I don't mind when she cries. It's when she turns blue that I get get a little worried. Lighten up on the choke. Lighten up on the choke. <laughs> yeah. No, that's just my my belly is on top of her. Damn. <laughs> that's some shit right there that's some shit you're six seven uh, yeah. holy shit you're tall as fuck yeah man six seven three right about three twenty five three thirty right now fuck six one i i was two thirty six but when i got the covid <clears throat> i lost twenty nine pounds in eleven days nope are you okay? <laughs> Here, sounds like he got the COVID again. No, when I got the COVID. I lost 29 pounds in like 11 days. I'm like 207, but I'm back up to about 215 right now. Cool, cool. Yeah, I've been oh, training. I want to be about 230, 235. I've been training training for a few months. I ride my mountain bike a lot. It's kind of crazy. I, I I think people think I'm crazy on Instagram. You know, when I'm, like the other day I did 19 miles on that thing. I, I picture wow. me. 
I picture someone looking at me going, look at this fat motherfucker on this mountain bike. <laughs> right? <laughs> but he smells great. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, when I, f- I ride my bicycles a lot, right? Like a mm-hmm. lot around here. And when I first started riding bicycles around here, I shit you not, people start calling me asking if I'm broke. Hey, do you need some money? Or what? Well, people see you riding your 10-speed <laughs> or your, your mountain bike around. I got the big rippers. You ride the big ride a bicycle around. I go, dude, I'm doing it for healthy motherfuckers. I ain't fucking tweaking. They thought I was fucking all meth. They thought I was all on meth. They see me riding bicycle around town. Like right. motherfucker. I those those big rippers are, are good bikes. I, I um yeah. I got a giant giant mountain bike that, that treats me pretty well. Yeah, I got the twenty nine inches and a couple beast modes, all the same company. Yeah. That's what took me and this chick just took two of them up to Tahoe this week and I just got back today. Went up there, fucking rode around. It was nice. Speaking of, of losing weight, Jimmy, you lost about a pound in Tahoe when you lost your phone for the second time. <laughs> in a month. In a month. <laughs> yeah. What were you doing? Tell us, dude. I was trying to kayak. Have you ever tried kayaking, B? It's not fucking easy, and I don't like water race, so I'm in the motherfucker. I fall. I panic attacked. It was all fucking bad, dude. I thought I was going to fucking die. This chick that I'm with, I looked at her. She came over and saved my life. So a fucking five foot five chick saved me. I'm doggy paddling back to the fucking beach, you know? Oh, fuck. I swear to God, I thought I was going to die. I is mean, it like, like the one where your whole body goes inside there? It has a little circle on the top? Or is it like... No, I, I was outside of it, and I wasn't strapped oh. in. And it was fucked. And I had, like, my, her shit in the front. My other boys, he was on another paddleboard. His shit behind. So as soon as I tipped, every their shit went in. I'm putting their shit back in there. And then as I try to climb back in, their shit would fall back out. Oh, fuck. I freaked the fuck that water <laughs> shit. I'm dead. I'll sit on the beach. <laughs> yeah, fuck kayaks, dude. Uh, yeah. Fuck, I'm already top heavy. Fuck, you know? Now I'm in this little fucking ski. Oh, fuck that. Yeah, I'm cool. Yeah. I like like Tahoe, though. It's my favorite place. No, I, I love it Gorgeous. up there, too. I've had some good times. You ever go to that, um, what's the hotel? Um, it's on the side where the Hard Rock is. They have that Bloody Mary uh, festival every year. Well, it's Harvey's right there. It's Harvey's the Harvey's. first one right at the state line. It, it's a little ways down. It's one of the smaller ones. I don't know. They, but they, anyways, they have a Bloody Mary festival, and it was I. It gets gnarly there. Rowdy. Really? Hell. When's yeah. that? Uh, you, I think it's right. Like usually, it'd be right about now. Well, if you go up there, you hit me up. We'll stay at my I, cabin for free. All right. Sounds good. No I, people I like in the cabin. Yeah. Yeah. The beds are micro. They're old fucking San Quentin beds from like the 30s and 40s. So your uh. feet hang over every fucking bed. Sweet, and you probably haven't washed the sheets either. In years. I bring the freight stretch sheets up. I'm, I'm, I'm out. Come on, uh, man. Yeah, I know. Uh, I'm Shit. out. You'll be passed on the porch anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's open up there though. It's fucking, it's packed up there. All the beaches are packed. Fuck my girl. She took me down to this fucking beach. She goes, "Hey, it's really nice." So I get down there. There's fucking three naked dudes running around. What the? Fuck? I look over. It's a fucking clothing optional beach called Secret Beach. I'm ready to go. No, Drake, stop. <laughs> There you but you, go. Had to, you had to hike down like a motherfucker. We're going down like, it's fucked. Just to turn around and go, I ain't staying here. Fucking go back up. Last time I was in Tahoe, I got a $650 fucking ticket for drinking in public because I didn't, I was like my first time there and I didn't realize that like there's a state line right there. As soon as you walk outside Harvey's. Yeah, I literally, I had a drink, I had a bottle of wine, I was just sipping on it, and this fucking undercover cop, he was dressed up in a nice suit, he just popped out of nowhere, he comes up to me, he pulls out his badge, it was on like a necklace, and that was that. And for any of our our Patreon supporters, I'm going to find the photo that was taken of Drake sitting on a rock on the side (laughs) of the road, looking so sad, and we'll post that to the Patreon. (laughs) It's It's a great photo. 
And I had a show too, so I thought I was going to get arrested. I was like, oops. That's fucked. This, this is fucked. Yeah. <clears throat> What's this charity that you were, you were referring to earlier, Big B? Uh, it's called The Good Ride. Um, so it'd be goodriderally.com. It's a 501c3 that me and Carrie Hart started. Um, basically, we just started raise, raising money for vets. We started doing these charity rides. Like I said, we, we go to so many um, bike rallies throughout the year, and we just decided that it was a, a good look for us to uh, have people. It, well, let me rewind a little bit. We go to these events. Um, Carrie, obviously, speaking of Carrie Hart, still big name in, in motocross and in the two world world. We used to have to sit behind a desk and sign posters and do stuff. So we, we created this to where people can come out and ride with us and still get the same experience of hanging out and stuff. And then then raise, raise money um, for the veterans. We, we work with a company, or excuse me, another charity called Infinite Hero. And uh, yeah, we've been doing doing it for about. Five and a half, almost six yeah. years. It's been going on for a while. Yeah. Looks like, we've, how how we've big raised, is the ride? Well, we, we have to cap it at usually about, it could be as big as we want, but we, we cap it at about 130 because okay. for insurance reasons, uh, we can't wow. get insurance. We have to, have, like, it's not one of those things you can just do it. We have so much, you know, liability insurance, so much stuff going on. So how, how we raise a majority of the money is um, we have sponsors that will share uh, sponsor the ride uh, and sponsor you know other events we have we have a uh, event called tank for troops that we do with fox and indian that we usually down at the fox headquarters um and that one does real good we have artists from all over the over the world tattoo artists and um Sign painters, helmet painters, just rape, you know whoever will come in. They uh, do these gas tanks for us, and then people bid on those. And you know we we usually raise anywhere from thirty to sixty thousand dollars doing that one event. So that's fucking wow. awesome. Yeah, man, it's super super cool. And, and we have no no expenses. So a dollar dollar raised goes to goes to the charity. We we don't have anybody that we, it's me and Carrie. There's no no crew of people. You know we have expenses for food and other other things but we're already at the event so usually for us to go there there's no cost for hotels and all the stuff right. that you know people uh, stack up from doing you do a charity event you raise a hundred thousand dollars and the next thing you're like oh it costs seventy thousand to do it and you're like okay 30 grand so for us it's just cool to give back and like i said we don't have we have another um uh, lady named audrey that helps us with all the, the paperwork and stuff but it's that's about it and we've been been doing it the paperwork it's, it's, cool. it's always a woman doing the paperwork because yeah. <laughs> i think every guy stresses the fuck out when it comes to paperwork and shit i just look at it and go uh one piece uh go away give it to a chick she can file everything in like an hour you're like what the fuck yeah she's the she's the controller she does she does all we have a few other um you know business stuff we do we used to with carrie used to have the tattoo shop so um, she came from the tattoo shop side and then then got into the good ride and helping us do stuff there. So wait, so, since there's no more Hard Rock, right, in Vegas, so there's no more tattoo mm-hmm. shop? Um, well, it's inside, uh, right now it is inside Caesars Palace, I believe oh, it's okay. the Forum Shops. They have a, um, a pop-up over there, and then when it goes back to Virgin, when Virgin opens, they'll be back inside there. But there okay. is one, what there's is- one in Orlando at the Universal Walk. There's one in Nashville, downtown Nashville, and then there's one, another tattoo shop is in uh, Niagara Falls on the Canadian side. So I'm not allowed, I'm not allowed there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what what happened to what happened to Hard Rock? It's gone. Mm-hmm. They sold it. They sold it to Virgin, 
and they uh, tore it. They're not tearing it down. They're just remodeling it and doing a lot of stuff. I yeah, that, I thought they're going to tear it down. Mm, no, I think they're going to they're going to um, just do the remodel. whole re- yeah. remodel, but do do another. They might do another tower, but they'll keep keep most of it, you know, and turn it in. So is is the is the joint gone too? Then? Yeah, every well everything's been down. No shit. It's it's shut down. Yeah, the joint's not there. Um, it's still there, but there's no no venues there. And then also now. The the palms didn't reopen either. I don't think. Hmm, so, really? Yeah. Wow. So all those venues have have, have went away. What's holy shit? This is all because of COVID. No, the the, the, oh, the okay. The, uh, the palms is COVID, but the Hard Rock was already selling to Virgin, and it, it was uh, it was going going under. They were having a hard time. They, I mean, I don't quote me, but I think they had sold to like the bake of Beijing or something a long time ago and it, they kind of just brought the value down so they could sell sell it pretty cheap you know it's Vegas so you never know what's going on it's, it... right mm-hmm. you, ever, you ever play there where's that Hard Rock oh many a times man so, yeah. so, so many times yeah they're... it's a huge venue that venue is fucking giant you play there yeah. too Drake it's a great venue yeah we played there once but I mean we had I, we played there with like 311 I think and yeah, it was. both of the, both of us couldn't even come close to selling that place out. It's so big. We, we got pretty close though. My, it was my favorite peeper story too. It was my first tour, and you'll love this, Jimmy, and probably Big B. I woke up at nine a.m., get off the bus, and our front of house guy Peeper is just walking out of the strip club across the street with a takeout box of steak and eggs. <laughs> Paradise, Paradise Club. <laughs> Oh, I love it. That's, yeah. that's, that's what it was. It was paradise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> many a times. That's I've, funny. I've, I've, I've spent a lot of uh, time and money in that place. <laughs> What's your favorite venue to play at in the world? For for me, I mm-hmm. I don't know which which would um. You guys ever play the Norva? I will. Uh, yes. I used to love in uh, is that in uh, such of the V Virginia? Yeah, that one used to be a good one for me. Uh, Great catering. Yeah, and then I I like um, the Belly Up in Colorado too. You know that that that's a good good venue to play. There's there's been so many so many good ones where you know um, I like um, well now it's the House of Blues in New Orleans. Um, love that. I, I like um, what in Boise. What it used to be like the Big Easiers. What what's it now? It's called. Um, there, I think there was a Big Easier. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. they changed changed the name there. So I, I've. I've been lucky to play so many places, man. I've been on part of so many tours and and on just like you guys, you know. And you forget forget where they're at, and then you'll you'll see something and be yep. like, oh, we've been here. <laughs> I mean, of course, you have to love First Avenue, yeah. one of the great venues of all yeah, time. Yeah, I, I played there many many a times. Um, didn't it, did it burn down though? The first, oh. no, no, no. Part part of part of the ceiling fell at one point. Okay, so it was a, a water leak, but it's oh. it's it's still in full swing. Yeah, uh, and then. What's the other one? The train one. Uh, what's a, what's your place? Oh, the oh, they're, they're the biker bar. The yeah, cruise, I yeah. play play there many times. So that's a gnarly <laughs> place to play, man. That's tough because that stage is that's big beast people. That stage is yeah, shit. big exactly. people. <laughs> yeah. well, that's like the Patrick the Patrick Swayze Roadhouse shit. That's you know, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then what was the other? Is there another? Was it the Quest? Was that another place there? Or something like that. I don't. There's not the quest. There's the fine line. There's the caboose. There's mm. First Ave, Seventh Street. Um, there's now the palace. Mm. But I don't know about the quest. Yeah. Who knows? I could be, could be off. But yeah, I used to, used to go there. I'd go fishing with my brother during the day and then play at night. I've been. For me, it would be like, okay, you're in a bus. Things are great. Okay, you're in a van. Things aren't that great. 
okay, you're in an RV, it's getting better. Um, you know, okay, you're back to a bus. Uh, okay, nope, back to an RV. Nope, you're back in a van. <laughs> At least not while you're jumping out, you're driving. Uh, yeah, that is yeah. nice. <laughs> hey, have you ever had one of your buses, vans, RVs catch on fire? Um, you hear a lot of, a lot of bands... That made it really big. It's because at one time their tour bus or something caught on fire. I've, I've been on tours where tour buses caught on fire. I think the the craziest thing, uh, happened with us. It got stuck on a train track and had to oh. be to- to- towed <gasps> really? off. Yeah. Um, oh my god. But not, nothing nothing caught on fire. We had um, a turkey go through the windshield once of, of one of the tour, tour buses, and then um, I not a tour bus go, but we were on tour probably. Man, 2003, 2004 with with Pepper, and they they wrecked they they wrecked <laughs> they wrecked their van. Their driver, I still to this day think he fell asleep. And they literally, we were falling, and we were both it was both in vans, and we were, we were in Florida, and they veered off the road, hit a med- center median. Is that what it's called? Yeah. And then the, the trailer blew out the back of the trailer, and all the gear went out of the trailer into the van, like smashed into the van, and then. Kaleo, everything was good. Everyone was beat up. He literally <laughs> cut his toe getting out of the van on the side. Can we hear this story? And had to go to no. the hospital. Yeah. That um, was the same story as Bally who told us, though, where how he got out of the van and cut his toe open. The, yeah. The, uh, 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 no, oh, yeah, that is nice. uh, Well, Yeah, no, it's Kaleo. And then what was even weird is somehow they were at the laundromat and we were staying in this weird hotel and they made friends with this cop. And then the cop went and like harassed uh, Pepper and told him that they were gonna uh, have to pay for all the damages and everything. And we we're in a restaurant <laughs> and they were just they were just fucking with him. But someone made friends with the cop of the laundromat of all places. And then he had him go to the back to the restaurant and tell tell him you'll have to ask him the story if you ever talk to him. But they were sitting there so bummed. He's like, "There's like ten thousand dollars worth of damages. Someone's gonna have to pay for this before you guys leave." And here they are. They wrecked wrecked their van. And then the best part of the van. They were so pumped, they got an RV after that. And it was the biggest thing. They're like, we got a fucking refrigerator. <laughs> Coming up in the world. Yeah. And, um, I, that's, I, a, that's a game changer on tour, though, having your fridge, having cold drinks. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny. I'll, I'll, everyone that we ever talk to that always has a story about Pepper. Every like, fucking buddy. Doesn't matter what genre. Everyone has a story. Were you ever a part of any of their pranks? Because they're always like the... Like you know, tour basting. Yeah, call yeah, it. basting. I I don't think either they were afraid of t- to base me, or I was <laughs> cool enough. Cool enough, they didn't want to. I won't know. But I've seen them do some some gnarly ones of just they always fuck with people's vans and shit from Vaseline to fucking super glue, whatever. I don't, who knows? I know it wasn't them, but there's another band out there, and we got it kind of from them. And I, I put crawfish. All in every, all their AC vents and everything at the end of, <laughs> at the at the end of the tour just left and I was like peace out yeah and we oh we, we had, um yeah we were we were where they sold crawfish I went into the market I was like this is the best thing ever so I, literally, I literally had got their keys from their merch guy telling him I left a pair of shorts in there in his van I walked out and just started pop, I popped off all the AC vents on the you know the back of the well, yeah. Jimmy will know you guys. Know. So I, the tube by the glove box and everything, and I just right. filled it with filled it with crawfish. Shut up, God! By we day two or three, that had been fucking right. Oh, <laughs> and I was like, "See you later." And they were so. Um, I think my, my my favorite one is taking the big zip ties 
and zip tying the uh, giant zip ties to the drive shaft. You know, and you do that one. So you just zip tie the, you take the big um, plumbing AC uh, zip ties and you just zip tie them to yeah. the drive shaft. So when they leave, all you hear is click, 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 click. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. That's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Oh, fuck. What that we, fucking sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. We, we're over the years, man, we, we we're all at the same time coming up. Like I said, even the Dirty Head guys, um, so many of the bands, even the, uh, like you said, Ballyhoo, all, all those pacif- was it pacifier. I think I forget. All the bands were at the same same time of that of touring, and we'd just all we'd be at a Flying J or something, and we'd run into each other, or we'd be on the same tour cycle just at different times, or we'd be on tour together. So probably from. 2004 to I'd say 2009 everyone was struggling to try to get a piece of the pie and it was new 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 music and then we all got lucky and got on warp tour and you know different different well pepper was there from the start warp tour that's where they kind of got their their break they used to build that stage you know the, the side stage but uh, what was your big what was your big break and how did you get into the whole reggae scene cuz you seem to know all the people <laughs> I um I was always into it, you know. I, I always had that. That I well, let's let's rewind. I was never. I, I could do rap music, but I wasn't really a rapper. I liked um, a ton of reggae. Like um, I, I was lucky enough, you know, like um, Inky Mouse, Inky Mouse, Ranking Roger. I, that was my era. I liked like old school reggae, but I also liked punk rock and and hip hop. I grew up my Hispanic uh, cousin, and then I got an Ice T record, and I was like, this is the greatest thing ever. And then I thought I was going to be a rapper. But then I had friends that still skated and, you know, rode moto and did different stuff like that. So I always had a, a love for um, reggae and SoCal reggae, kind of, you know, like the Sublime, Long Beach Dub All-Stars, which yeah. later on I'd become good, good friends. Yeah, good, yeah, good friends with those guys. And even the Sublime guys got to be friends with them. But uh, also, here's some trivia you might not know. I used to be in a band called OPM. Remember Heaven is the Halfpipe? Um, yeah. Yeah. So I was an OPM. So we were on the forefront. Badass. Yeah, we were on the forefront of of this. And the only reason I ever put out a Big B rap record is because we got dropped from Atlantic, and I was doing motocross videos, um, soundtracks, and and making motocross videos and making a living doing doing that. And um, the Cottonmouth Kings, I had them on a soundtrack, and then they they asked me if I wanted a record record deal. Um, as a solo artist and I was like cool but then I didn't really know what I was going to do so anyways what happened is I did the Big B records the first two records I was like this shit isn't really going to pop and then after I made those fans I decided I got to make the records that I wanted to make and then the first big hit you asked what was a big hit is I teamed up with Scott Russo from Unwritten Law and we we did a song called Sinner and it just that song just blew up great fucking song yeah thank you and that song just blew up so that was a 2009 um, Jimmy loves that song because he <laughs> is a sinner. I, 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 I too am a sinner for sure. There's, <laughs> for there's sure, no, there's no way around it. But yeah, so answer your question. I think I got my my biggest um, from 2000, I'd say nine to probably 2012. I wrote rode that way pretty good, and I was playing huge, huge festivals all over um, from Warp Tour. I was, you know. Um, doing festivals like Eminem, going all over Europe, um, Australia. I toured in Australia with a band called Bliss and Esso over there that were huge. You know, we're playing like 10,000, 12,000 a night, direct support for them. And then it was doing great. And then I met this chick and she talked me into moving to Marin County up there and I got in a bar fight. Fancy boy. I know, it all stopped. 
I, I got in a bar fight, hit a guy with a, gla- um, a mug, and it cut open his neck, they say. And um, that was that. Yeah, so that, that's what happened. And then it all came to a standstill. And the next thing you know, I have this, I'm looking at five years in prison. I got a weird little bracelet on my ankle that I got to keep. I did that for a year. I did that for a year. Yeah, (laughs) then you know. And then I had to reevaluate what was going on. And then um, Carrie Carrie Hart, you know, we've been working together. We've been friends since the late 90s. Um, And we... I worked with him. I've been on payroll with him for 17 years, even when I had a record deal. You know, we, we create stuff and, and do stuff. Well, he, he talked me into moving up to where I am now, and this is where I've been for the last six years. So that's and, it in the nutshell. And is, no more um, ankle bracelet. No more ankle bracelet. No, no. <laughs> in, in, in hindsight, that shit was the best thing that ever happened to me. You know, Reality it cost, check. Yeah, it cost me probably um, about $110,000. I, I lost all my savings. I got sued civilly lost everything and I just had to reevaluate where I was because I, I was I was in my you know um, late 30s but I was living like I was 17 18 years old you know because I had everywhere you go someone's high-fiving you and telling you how great you are but that that's not the reality you know right. as soon as when you got to sit in a room by yourself is when you got to decide what the fuck's really going on and I think um, me getting in trouble and doing that was was um, me being able to sit in a room by myself and believe myself not if not you sit in that room there's so many voices of people telling you you fucking kick ass you're the fucking greatest right. you know what i mean and it, that's not the case mm-hmm. so so not to be a downer yeah, that, no matter what you do yeah. <laughs> that, that's how it came but i say the center was probably my biggest and that's how i got into the reggae part after center go back into that after center i was doing those kind of songs and i wanted to work with um you know the slightly stupid guys i wanted to work with um Pepper and those, and I got to do those, and I got to work with uh, Cypress Hill guys, and so so many so many people, and, and then um, not to just keep on rambling on, but the Dirty Heads at the time they were they were just friends, you know, and, and no one no one would have thought they would have gotten as successful and as big as they did. And such a good band been, too. Oh uh, yeah, it. man, but it's, it's such good dudes. <clears throat> yeah, such, we had such, Duddy, we had Duddy on dude. what a month ago. Duddy was on. Did, yeah, we had Duddy. Did he tell you the, the time best. he was in Utah and uh, decided to roll a uh, four wheeler or side by side and broke his foot during tour? Oh no! no. Oh, Let's hear it. No, I, I'll <laughs> let him tell the story. But we, we had a day off. Some one of their friends said, oh, "I'm gonna roast a pig. Everyone go up." And we we get out on this ranch, and it's probably two three thousand acre ranch. Incredible in Utah. I'll, I'll save you the, the details, but. These, there was a side-by-side there, and I was like, oh, these, honey, these, these Huntington Beach dudes are not going to pull. This is not going to go well. They'd come in and power slide, and I was like, oh, shit's going to go sideways. So probably around 10 Someone's o'clock at night. Someone's getting hurt. Probably 10 o'clock at night, the, everything's quiet. They're like, Duddy just he, he flew out of the, the side-by-side, and he broke his foot. And, hey, hats off to him. He stayed the rest of the tour sitting in a chair, playing playing in a uh, chair. But, yeah, so they, roll, oh, they rolled the... Um, Side by side, Duddy oh. broke, shattered his heel or something. The other guy got hurt, and it was just a, a super bummer. But, yeah, it was supposed to be a day of, for us all to go up there and hang. You know, early in the day, we're, we're trout fishing and drinking and talking shit, and then he, he went. And then after that, they canceled a whole bunch of tours because of it. Damn it. Yeah. <clears throat> so. Fuck, I hate when it happens. Fuck. <laughs> oh, fucking side by sides, man. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Well, when we take this show on the road, Jimmy, you're not going on any side That's by side. Bullshit! Let me side by side with a bunch of bitches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, anything yeah. new? Any album? Any albums coming up? Anything new? 
Nothing. You know, I, I got a kind of screwed on touring or doing anything yeah. now. So we're just kind of pushing. I'm going to make a couple more videos. I got a few plans to make a couple videos. Um, not going to Sturgis this year. So I just did a cool ca uh, camping trip with Carrie. That edit will come out pretty soon with Indian, you know, motorcycles. And I just have I've a couple that. more. You look pretty tanked one morning. Uh-huh. You look pretty fucked up one night, one morning. Oh, yeah. He's all, look, I'm all, I'm all packed up, all pretty and shit, and your <laughs> shit's just totaled. <laughs> Listen, it's fucking camping, man. The minute you put a time schedule on that shit, right. it's not, it, you might as well call it work. And you don't... Yeah, you don't, work. Yeah. You don't all of a sudden pull a bottle of whiskey out of your, your saddlebags and say, look what I got, and think the next day we're going to just be fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I got, I got... I got a little hungover. Um, it was weird. We had to take, uh, you know, um, COVID tests before we went and did this. And then when we when we came back, we had to uh, do it again. And but yeah, I have that edit. I got another one that's going to come out. We're going to do another Indian edit and film trip where you we call it work. You say you think we're fucking off. Yeah. Well, part of that that twenty percent, you guys do work, and the eighty percent is yeah. fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> come on, man. Look at this. This doesn't look like we're working. Look at that. This is a working. This is a working place. Wait, wait. Is that an FXRT? What are you talking about? That is, black, uh, beautiful FXRT. There, there, there's only Indians here. You, 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 you. Uh oh. Uh, that, that, that's the type of bike I, okay, for for other dudes. That's the type of bike I ride. FXRT. That's all I ride. Yeah. That's a Harley. Uh, it, uh, well, not not yeah. in this episode. This episode, it's an Indian. No. <laughs> No, it's an Indian. You know what? That that was one of the, the first bikes. That's how I got it started doing the bike thing. Was that bike really? right there? Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah, that bike won um uh so born free when they did the FXR show. That took uh -huh. took first place. No shit. FXR twos, yeah. baby. And then then uh that's when we got in and then right after that we got invited to uh do the hot bike tour and then we took first in that too. Two first year we won one stop, the next year with that this sidecar bike over here. Oh, is that the, yeah, I still, I remember, yeah. Yeah, I remember when he was so, building that. So that, that won three, all three stops, and then that's where we kind of solidified that we could uh, at least assemble <laughs> motorcycles. Yeah, I don't know if we call ourselves builders. We, we, we have a fab room. We one up a lot of shit. But, um, yeah, that's what, that's what we do is build those things, but you can't build well, the them all the time. sidecar bike, Jimmy... Jimmy, I want Jimmy to buy one of those sidecar bikes. You're not bikes riding so in the fucking sidecar, Drake. But I, I, don't, I can't ride a motorcycle, so this seems like an appropriate thing. I no, think it's... Just, come on, sidecar. Hey, don't promote... Yeah. Big me, don't, don't, don't promote it. Please don't promote it. Fuck, I'm and, like, hey, it, he's going to start sending I, me Craigslist fucking ads of sidecars. I think... No, I, he, yeah, he has one. We'll rent it. <laughs> and I think, I think uh, you guys should have two flag holders on it. One could be a truck <laughs> flag, and the other one could be a rainbow flag. And just 100%. And fuck people all up. You wouldn't yeah, know what the fuck's yep. going on. Coming together, everybody. <laughs> yeah. But we're not nuts so, to butts. <laughs> we have a sidecar. <laughs> we have a sidecar. And then we can put a, a, a bubble maker on there, too. So it actually have bubbles just, coming out of the sidecar. That's, I mean, everyone likes bubbles. Like, hey, I don't care if you're gay or straight. Yes, hey, true, uh, true story. B, I'm thinking next build, man. You might have to do an Indian version. <laughs> you know? The, yeah. the Indian yeah. bubble maker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and look at this thing. You want to see something really cool, Jimmy? You'll you'll love this one. Was oh, that your caddy? No, that's not my. That's uh, sixty four. Carrie just got that. Well, he's had it for five years. They finally just finished it. Really? It's it's, it's a bad boy. Yours is sixty four, right? Sixty five. 
I sold the 64. I sold the. I sold all of them. I'm building the. Um, right now, I sold my Suburban. I'm building an LS. Wait, crew. you sold that big fucking that submarine? Yeah. You did? Get yeah. That was so you with the big giant motor in it? Well, that's the thing is, is that it had it had that f- almost 500 horsepower, 73 Suburban, but I wanted to build a crew cab truck. So now I'm building wow. um, LS3. Uh, crew cab, same truck, but a through crew cab what's truck. In the, what's in the Suburban? Is that LS1 in the Suburban? No, a 454. Uh, oh, okay. LS oh, old the, school. Yeah, it was old. Everything was old school. It was a cool cool truck. I loved it, but I still have my 47 Ford. And then um, I just sold the 67. Yeah, I'm getting rid of everything to build this truck, but I'm, I'm putting about 30 grand into it to do it right. So, I, I, so uh, what are you going to do? Are you going to like cam it or what are you going to do LS3? Are um, you going to build it out like yeah, proper? Yeah, cam or? everything. So I, I bought a... I bought a, a aluminum block uh, LS3, and then I bought a, a, a four, 2014 rollover uh, Silverado, and I took all the the drive chain from that. So I'm doing all the AC. I'm doing. Oh, nice. Uh, actually, I'm not doing it. This place called Durst Cinema is doing the motor. Before I get ahead of myself and tell you how cool I am, I got, right. someone, <laughs> I got someone doing the motor. I'll do the rest of the shit. But. Um, yeah, it should be. It'll be again close to like five hundred horse. Well, you start posting some pictures, man. Is it full build? Are you doing like the full bottom end and top end? Everything. Like? Yeah, ev- do it. Do it. Do it. Everything. I, I've I searched for like four years to find a diesel um, yeah. of that the crew cab because uh, no smog. Yeah, you got to smog it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I did that. I get it. <laughs> and. Um, yeah, that's all I got going on right now. But I, I took all the money from that Suburban and then stacked a whole bunch on top of it. I just want a clean, square body crew cab. Nice. Yeah, so. I got my 53. I'm going to pick up a 38 Chevy, a two-door sedan. It's fucking nice. bad. I, that, that 53 is super, super clean, though. That, I love I, I was just driving it the other day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that thing. And what, what motor you got in there? So I got 350 with 350 backing uh, it. It's all power see, steering, power brakes, everything. Air conditioning. See, See my fifty, my fifty-two. Um, I had a fifty-two uh, two ten, and I still yeah. have the two thirty-five with the three-speed, and I love that car. See, I, I that. like that though. Yeah, I like I those. The, the header, the header into the glass pack, just the back flip. Oh yeah, you got to do the oh, yeah, fitting headers mm-hmm. on there. Yeah, yeah. That I lo- Big B, you got to ask, you got to ask Jimmy about his um, what kind of an engine his Honda Hybrid has. Yeah, you know hey, I got forty miles a gallon on this fucking thing. Okay, don't judge. Hey. Uh, I think the better man question, Drake, is do you know what engine a small I Honda it's a hybrid engine? You know it's a straight four. Yeah, it's a line four. I um t- speaking of that, I don't know you know um TSOL, Mike Roach, the bass player of, of TSOL, I he he worked at the tattoo shop for a while and he's this punk rock legend as it goes. And then one day we're talking about cars and he's like, Let me show you my new car. I was like, Oh, what am I going to see? I go yeah, what's there. this for? He's like 65 miles per gallon Prius, the baddest car I've ever owned. I'm like, oh, okay, I see where this is going. <laughs> it's an oversized golf car. Yeah. I, I love, I, I beat the shit out of mine. I love the fucking thing. Only reason I hate them is because I can't fit in them. The same as, uh, you know, um, everything else. Ferraris. Yeah. <laughs> everything. Yeah. <laughs> dude, fuck that. The engine's too small. You can't go, like, I don't go beneath 2.8 liters. That's as low as you can go and be a man. <laughs> I don't know, man. Hey, I'm, I'm a Jew. 40 miles a gallon. 20 bucks to fill that gas tank. Fuck. Let me know what I got to do. So I saved <laughs> I saved up like for 
probably two years, and I wanted to. I thought I was going to be the man in uh, what is it, the Panamera? What's the Porsche, the the four door? Yeah, yeah, Panamera. And I thought I was going to do that. it, and I came up to where I could almost get one, and I was like, "This is going to be. The, I'm going to be the baddest dude around. People are going to be going." And, <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, I can't afford a turbo right now, but no one will know the difference." Right. I go down. I go down. <laughs> I go down there. I'm ready to do it. I'm like, I'm making this purchase. I researched these fuckers for probably two years. You know what I didn't do, Jimmy? Let's go see if I could. No, fit go, see, go see if I could fit in that motherfucker. I Shut get up, the man. The guy's Shut up. Is, the guy's acting so he's so sad because he wants to sell me the car, and I'm trying every angle I could sideways going. And it, it, yeah, I had a tear in my eye that day. I was like, okay, I realize I'll never own a sports car. Well, I was just happening. in Vegas the other day. I tried to caught my COVID. We're mm-hmm. Santa D. I'm going on I mean, this chick. We bought when I go down to with a Perump or whatever to see the uh, Bonnie and Clyde car. Yep, Peru. Oh yeah. uh, no, no, it'd be Prim. 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 Yeah, so, prim. so yeah. I fucking go down to the Hertz desk in the, the D. They're just closed. I go, motherfucker. So I'm like, you know, I'm going to go on uh, fuck some app. And I rented a Porsche, right? Like a, like a 911 or whatever the fuck it was. Mm-hmm. Okay, I didn't realize that. I'm 6'1", and I can't fit in the fucking thing. I'm sitting there like, the whole way down, this is awesome, huh, babe? And she's like, you don't look like you're fitting very good. And she's fine. She's 5'5". Five, five. But I'm thinking, I, I've been to Germany. I've been to Germany. There's some big motherfuckers in Germany. Why don't yeah. they build cars that fit big motherfuckers? I don't know, man. It's 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 crazy. I love I was them to death. To shit in that motherfucker. I'm just like fucking. Oh, dude, especially the Porsches. Those things are fucking. They're small. tiny. And then I'm, I had it's a stick shift, so not not to move mm-hmm. my fucking clutch leg. I'm all this fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can't even imagine. I, I had a friend one time that had bought a new Viper, and he's like, "Take it for the weekend if you could fit in there." And the same thing happened. I wasn't fitting oh, in the Viper. Uh, I was they, so they look so big. Fit. They're not that big. No, not when you're six, seven, three, three hundred. You, you know what does fit? Okay, that I got. I had my Corvette. I had my two thousand something Corvette, dude. Because Rusty from down in San Fernando Valley has illusion motorcycles or whatever. Yeah, he's yeah. like six six or whatever. He fits right in his, no problem. So those are they're big boy cars. Yeah, yeah, but they're you big boy this, cars. You're laying long. down. Yeah, yeah, you're laying you down. Your legs and, yeah, I can drive. I can, I've driven the Vets and, and done those, but not the Viper. I couldn't yeah, fit in. They can only go straight, so who cares? They can't even go around the corner. <laughs> <Yeah. whatever. laughs> Jeez, knocking everything. Well, that, that's why all like the basketball players just all have SUVs and stuff, right? Because they can't. They can't. Yeah. Fit what, in what do they me. drive? The Mercedes G G Class, man. Those that's things are so ugly. What? Those, There's the G Wagon. Oh, bro, I would kill for a G Wagon. They're so. They have like 550 horsepower too. They're hideous. Oh fuck! They're absolutely. Hideous. Just give me my old school. Yeah. Hey, 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 and that, hey, that, that's why like, I started falling for these chicks who were driving. And I'm like, don't you like it? I got a support. She goes, I would have rather you found a way to rent a rat rod. I looked at it and went, my heart just dropped. I almost fucking proposed right there. <laughs> you, know? you can do it in Vegas. There's pl- places you can really? get them in Vegas. Yeah. You yeah. rent rat rods. No, sh- I'm going to mm-hmm. hit you up next time. Yeah, you can rent. They do all that shit from the old caddies to to everything. You know, convertible caddies. to They have... Um, 57 Chevys. So I don't know exactly, like... Um, rat rat, rat, yeah. rat, Yeah, but they, they do uh, classic cars and, and hot rods for sure. That'd be tough, because those rat rods can't really pass a proper safety test, you know. I feel like yeah. that's a little bit... <laughs> Insurance, <laughs> might, it's, it's a 1934 Ford. Okay, yeah, until you see it, the fucking... Yeah, the shell might be a 34. <laughs> yeah, nothing, nothing, <clears throat> nothing else. Nothing else. Yeah, LS3 yeah. and no roof on it. Here, look, we got another one up here. Look at that one. Wait, 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 wait. What am I looking at? What, is what am it? I looking at? Uh, look, up, oh. look up high. Oh, oh I fuck. see. Yeah, I see. It. <laughs> what is that? 30? 30, oh, 31, 30? No, it's, uh, it's 29 sedan. Ah, uh, 29. I, I, had, I had a 30 sedan. Yeah. I love that fuck. Yeah, it was my only car for years. Yeah, that's that's basically the same. 
So yeah. this is this is a this is a sedan delivery though. Did you the back? So there's no oh, back so no back windows. Yeah, it's su- super rare. It's getting close. Um, there's some. Did you guys see that uh that that copper rat rod that was like two years ago at SEMA? It had a flathead in it. It was like every all the interior metal pieces were all brushed copper. It was fucking amazing. I don't know which. I think it made like seven hundred, eight hundred. Yeah, I don't know which one it is. I go to SEMA almost every year. I've never been. Uh, I do want to go though. Yeah, I'll change it. Well, it's gotten over the years. It's gotten a lot of more. Um, Import cars and a lot of wheel companies and, and um, yeah. ga- gasoline alley keeps on getting smaller and smaller. But it's still still a good place. The the place to go is if you don't want to see all the cars. So the last day they do the, the the car show where they do the drive out and then across the street they do a car show over there. So you can actually go see all the cars outside and, and that's drive. Cool. And yeah, that's the the place to go if you're not going to go walk the whole whole it, thing. It's definitely gotten really kind of ricey mm-hmm. pardon the term Dude, but you know what I mean we're just like, the top, <laughs> over the top of the weekend I swear to God every other fucking car is that fuck those little Japanese with the shitty exhaust kept coming by and oh, I said the Civics I, I, I said an Audi come by with the same exhaust I'm like dude we gotta get out of Tahoe it was like mm-hmm. the thing, oh, horrible what happened to Flowmasters and glass plaques and shit you know mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's what I did for my Audi I fucking just put a two inch downpipe on it and then a pipe right out the back and it was loud as fuck and sounded amazing kill me Chris <laughs> well Big B Big B, thank you so much for coming on the show. Jimmy's been talking about having you on for a long time, so it's nice to finally meet you, and hopefully when this shit's all over with, we can hang out and I'll do, like, break some shit. Right on, man. <laughs> I hope, hope I wasn't boring and you got some decent content. Sorry I ramble Absolutely. on sometimes. But. No, it's perfect. Now, why don't you send out somewhere? That's what we want. Know what, okay, we're going to find you on YouTube and, and your Instagram and you, whatever. Uh, you're, you're, Insta- you're, Instagram is Feed Big B, uh, Vegas Hooligans, Twitter. Facebook's just Big B, and then uh, Feed Big B, I think, is the YouTube, too. What's your Tinder? Uh, <laughs> big D. Yeah, Big D. <laughs> hey, wait. Wait, wait let, me, let me check and see what it is. He's, he's for real. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's good uh, times. Well, hey, man, man, thanks for coming on, B. It's cool to have you. I'm glad we get All some right. promotions out there for your new album and stuff, too, man. No, thank you for having me, guys. It was awesome. Absolutely. Good shit. If you, if you want to bring anything on later, you guys want to advertise anything and just come on and talk about we, we how wide get, you guys are doing. We got to get, get Carrie on here. Well, get him on, too. You guys come on, talk about your ride, talk about something. It'll help promote it, hit out you know a bunch of people. Free advertisement. Yeah. Free advertisement. No, thank you for your... Or maybe we could have you be sponsors, too. That's another thing, too. Yeah. yeah here we go. Yeah. <laughs> there, there you go. Hey, have a kick-ass day, B. Mad love. Thanks, All right, man. dude. Thank you. Late. Thanks for listening to the Drake and Jimmy Juice Show. Our show is brought to you by Manscaped. That's manscaped.com. For 20% off, use our code word SHITSHOW at manscaped.com. Our theme song is by the band Miles to Nowhere. The song is called Skies. So check them out on iTunes. That's Miles to Nowhere. The song is called Skies. The show is produced by Christopher McCone of PMP Productions. And... Thank you for listening to the Drake and Jimmy Juice Show. See you next time.